Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Reality Kingdom, where we talk all things reality TV or whatever. I am your host. Arr! Arr! That was loud. I'm your host, BB. If you're wearing earphones, I'm so sorry. I'm your host, yeah. BB Farrell, Farrell, or whatever. And this is my co host. I'm here with my wonderful, wonderful, wonderful co host, Lily. How you doing? I'm doing swell. This was a great episode of Survivor. I love this merge. I am a recently reborn Survivor super fan. Um, I've been binging a lot of the seasons recently, so I'm really excited. Like, and this merge was giving me everything I needed and more. Like this, ooh, it was nasty. I'm ready to get into it. It was nasty. Okay, so as you see, we are going to be talking to you about Survivor 42 episode. Six, which was the merge episode, and as Lee said, it was a lot. <laughs> well, let's just get into it and let's get into it real quick. Um, get into it, yeah, in fact. So we left off last episode where the Ica tribe had went to was it Ica where the Vati tribe had went to tribal, and they voted out that man. The man name doesn't matter. Not that not man. So the man got voted out, and we start out after their tribe, and basically they're talking and they're like, look. Was it, was it Vati that went last? Who went last? It was Vati. It was Vati. And they were talking about how they didn't like Chanel, basically. They was like, look, we probably finna merge. We don't like Chanel. I don't care. We don't like Chanel, and Chanel sucks. And Chanel was like, just like, uh, why did, what did my sister do? Like, you bitches are so... No, Chanel got them bitches fucking pressed. Point blank in the motherfucking period. And who went home? And who went home? No shade, because you know I love my girl Lydia, but... Y'all was trying to outcast my bitch, and who was the safest motherfucker on that vote? Miss Chaneliana, period. Like, oh, that's Chanel So they don't like Chanel, so we're going into merge, and basically, hi, Mike and Lydia are a trio. They're like the three of us, and fuck Chanel. And Chanel's just like, you know what I mean? I guess I'll just do what I gotta do, and we'll see what I gotta do. Chanel is the Lulu. I'm not gonna lie. That girl don't know what's going on left or right. So we move on and we go to the Ica tribe. And at the Ica tribe, we get a scene with Tori and Roxroy. Basically, Tori has a diary room. She's like, I mean, I've been trying to get with Roxroy ever since we found out that us four are going to be the four that are probably going to merge. So I've been trying to get at Roxroy. And then so we see Tori telling Roxroy, so what happened at the, uh, the summit that you went on? What happened? So Roxroy gets a diary room. Roxroy's like, damn, can she shut up? Roxford did not fuck with Tori at all. Like, he do not like that girl as much as most of the world, apparently. <laughs> it's so crazy. But, like, he really do not trust this girl. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just feel like, okay, Tori is not trustworthy, but Tori ain't worried about you, Rox. Like, calm it down, babes. Calm it down, babes. So, Tori has a diary room. She's like, honestly, I can't wait to merge because I'm not working with none of these girls. I'm not working with any of these girls. I'm ready to tell all their business and I don't give a damn. So, basically, to set it up, um, hi, Mike and Lydia are trio on their tribe. They don't want to work with Chanel. Chanel barely doesn't work with them. On this tribe, Roxroy, Romeo, and Drea are trio. They don't really want to work with Tori, and Tori don't really want to work with them. On the last tribe, they are a little bit more cohesive. There's turmoil, but it's never been said that they don't want to work with each other at the merge. But we do know that Marianne is kind of the least liked in that situation. Yeah. And, but... In that tribe, it's never been stated that they don't want to work with any each other, just to remind you. So, um, at the, after that happens, we get to the challenge, and we get to the merge. 
Jeffrey then brought back this dumb ass twist. I, and then the thing is, what pisses me off about this twist, right, is that Jeff tries to introduce it like it is just the newest thing on the motherfucking block. And, well, this time, they're going to get Applebee's. And this time, they'll get to choose. And we'll let them know that it's a power to change the game. And we'll drop all these hits to cover up that it's still a bullshit-ass twist. Literally. When Daniel went off on your ass last, last season... You should have learned your lesson. Learned your but lesson. now we're here. Put your it's cord just... a little bit. Put your cord a little bit. Because it's making noise. Oh. Now talk. Talk again. Hello? You're good. So, child, I don't know what Jeffrey think he's doing. But he's not doing the right thing that he needs to be doing. Because, babe, this hourglass twist was out. Like, we should have left this at the door. So, basically, let me run y'all through it real quick because it's honestly some bullshit. Essentially, what happened is, is that the tribes are dismantled. And after the tribes are dismantled, he's remantling the tribes into a motherfucking two separate new temporary tribes. So, on one tribe, I should have wrote it down because I'm going to have to do it by my head. God damn. Damn. So, on one tribe, we have. Chanel, Drea, Romeo, ugh, well, um, Omer, and Mike. Who? Chanel, Drea, Romeo, Omer, and Mike is one tribe. And then the other tribe is Ty, Jonathan, Marianne, Tori. Hi, Jonathan, Marianne, Tori. <laughs> Child, and Lydia. Ooh, and Lydia. So. That's five and five. The two people left out are Lindsay and Roxroy. So basically, they all do the challenge. The challenge isn't real. So what happens is, is that, of course, Jonathan's tribe with him, Marianne, uh, Tori, Lydia, they are all safe because obviously Jonathan is on that tribe and High is on that tribe too. So they get safety. They have to then decide whether or not to send Roxroy or, okay. They have to save either Roxroy or Lydia. I mean, or Lindsay. They decide to save Lindsay. After they decide to save Lindsay, they have to decide, do they want to send Roxroy to Exile Island and he gets an advantage or one of, their, one of themselves to Exile Island and they might get an advantage? So basically, Jeff is trying to change how he approached the last season and let them know this person will get a game-changing advantage, by the way. And it's supposed to, I guess, make them know that they're going to not be immune anymore. I don't know. It's a dumb twist, in my opinion. It doesn't matter. So, of course, they decide to just send Roxworth because who gets a who gives a fuck? Like, he might get an idol, and that's the most, like, okay, and I want to eat. So, basically, they all send Roxworth off. They have immunity. Immunity. Um, and they go eat. So, as they're eating... <laughs> As they're eating, Tori is like, child. At my tribe, I was on the bottom. Drea, Roxroy, and Romeo, they were all in alliance. They've been in alliance since day one. They all hate me. They also hate so-and-so, and they got so-and-so out. Swati had to go because this is, Tori is telling all of their business, and she don't oh. give a damn. Like she, like I knew she was gonna come. To, I knew she was gonna be so messy and jury. Like, and that just kind of just kicked it off. Like, I feel like it just kicked off the mess. Literally. Because if he did that, I feel like the next few scenes were just chaotic as hell. Chaotic as hell. Whew. 
So that happens. And then we see at the, you know, the tribe that lost, basically they're discussing what could, what could this power that Rockstar might have? And Dre is like, maybe we're safe. Who knows? Anything could happen. We also see Drea have a conversation with Mike in that moment. And basically Drea and Mike are talking about how they both know that they have idols and they discuss that it's better if we work together knowing that we have idols and we also know Marianne has idols. So Drea and Mike make a deal right there that they kind of want to work together. Drea already is like, okay, I have a three. My three is Romeo and Roxroy. And um, Mike is like, well, I'm really cool with Hi and Lydia. So already that six people, those six people are already kind of going to plan on working in conjunction because Drea and Mike want to work together. So after this scene, after the people eat their food or whatever, there is a lot of of, of game talk um, mm-hmm. because the tribe comes back from the reward and now everybody's here. So we have scenes of Drea talking to Marianne, because Marianne also has an idol. I told you about Drea talking to Mike. Drea is getting to know. Um, then there is a conversation between Dre, Drea, Hi, and Lindsay, because Drea, Hi, and Lindsay all have amulets. That discussion was basically instead of us targeting each other, we need to work together. And Hi had a diary room confessional, and basically he was like, um, I want to work with them, but I know that one of us is going to strike first. So I need to be aware of who is going to strike first between him, Drea, and Lindsay because they all have ambulance. What do you think about them working together? I don't know. I I don't think it's going to last. Like I feel like, especially, I don't know what Lindsay's trajectory in this game is, honestly, but I feel like High and Drea, they're players that want to make moves, big moves, and go to the end as dominant players. Like, that's what it's given for me. And I just feel like that paranoia of, ooh, Ooh, are they going to try to get me out? Are they going to try to get me out? Personally, mm-hmm. I feel like Drea should be a bit good. Like, I don't know if that would be much of her worry, only for the simple fact that, like, she already has the idol. Mm-hmm. Like, she don't need to get them out of necessarily get an idol. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And honestly, like, I wouldn't be keeping either one of the bitches there because that's an extra vote, and then you all have to work together to use it. It's like, I feel like if you keep them in the game, the power can they'd basically be useless. Literally. So, child... We see that um, High starts to have a confessional and he starts to basically say, I need to get a gang together. I need to get my people together. High is basically like, I need to get a group of people together because I need to make sure that I'm good and I'm great. He has a confessional. He's like, honestly, people are going to be scared of Jonathan, but I want to work with Jonathan. Because I feel like Jonathan can be someone who can be a shield for me. Now we kind of already know that Omar already kind of has Jonathan as a as a shield, exactly. but Kai is saying that he wants Jonathan to be his shield, which is interesting. I like the tribal lines are blurred down. Yeah. Like it's very clear that no one is necessarily like sticking sticking together. You would think like, oh, the pairs that we were introduced to, Omar. And Jonathan, Lydia, and High, and Romeo and uh, Drea would be sticking together, mm-hmm. and even they don't seem to be, you know, yeah. all up each other. You know, especially clearly this episode, <laughs> we'll get into it. But it's like, no, like the girls are not really. Well, the girls on Vati and Ika are not worried about their tribal allegiances. Mm-hmm. I feel like Omer is, and that's something we're also going to get into later, which mm-hmm. I think is the smartest move. As we can see from this episode, but hey. I agree. So at this point, we kind of get High's perspective mostly 
because high is basically trying to they they edit it in the way that high is trying to make a majority alliance so and mind you high is also one of the safe he's the safest uh power player so far because yes Drea, romeo and omar are all, are all unsafe yes so honest essentially like lee said high is the, the strongest safe player in this moment because in this moment his tribe is safe so or his whatever um so high basically is like okay He's talking to Drea and Jonathan and a few other people. And they basically decide that on each tribe, there's three people on each tribe who are basically locked in and one person who is on the outs. So they essentially make a nine person alliance, which they call it eight, but I'm going to say nine because it was damn, it was fucking nine. So it was a nine person person alliance of the three power people of each alliance, which is Rockshore, Romeo, Andrea, like we mentioned earlier, and then Mike, High, and Chanel. No, Mike, High, and Lydia. I'm sorry. And then Lindsay, Jonathan, and Omar. That's <laughs> the nine. So basically, they're excluding Chanel, Tori, and Marianne. So essentially, Which it's I big- just want to say it's very misogynoir. There. I will also say racism. Period. I don't care. You said what the fuck you said. Period. So, so essentially, Tori, Mary Ann, and Chanel are on the bottom of the tribe because essentially um, that nine is just going to work together and just vote each of them out. Mind you, it's their own tribe members who are saying their names. Basically, their own tribe members are like, well, Tori's on the bottom of our tribe. And then Jonathan's like, well, Mary Ann's on the bottom of And my thing. And my initial thought is, are you going to go to final nine with all of these power players? I mean, I think it's revealed later on that's not the case. But it's like mm-hmm. the fact that that was the initial agreement. I think it's very clear, like how I mentioned, since 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 High was the safest power player, he was mm-hmm. the only one feeling comfortable to be as active. It was very clear when the roles were reversed mm-hmm. with this stupid ass twist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people's agenda started to come more into play. Yes. So at this moment within that group, um, High is 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 clearly in the best position of that group because High and Drea end up having a lot of conversations that day, and they are are pretty close. High and Romeo also have a heart to heart, and basically in that heart to heart, Romeo is talking about his sexuality and struggles with it in the LGBT community, and etc. and etc. So High has a good relationship with Romeo too, and then Omar is is, is talking to High and Romeo in a in a threesome kind of situation. So it's clear that High really does have a lot of insulation within that initial nine group, and so it's it's kind of seen as High's you know High's power structure in that situation. Um, and so, please stick on that for a moment because like mm-hmm. the fact that there is like three gay men on this cast. Period. <laughs> and have a conversation about their struggles as gay men and what they go through. It's like, like, like it's just so beautiful to see how far we've come uh, in diversity in television. Mm-hmm. Like, something that is so, it seems so taboo, but it's like, this is people's real lives. Like, obviously I'm here as a gay man, being able to watch and relate and really understand what they're talking about. I don't always get that opportunity when I'm watching these television shows, and now... Mm-hmm. Like we're seeing so many people on TV that just are like us, and it's just it's beautiful to see. Yes, just seeing the people in the merge. The fact that Mary Ann and Chanel are on the outs, but they're still two black players in that big alliance is crazy because usually it doesn't happen like that where there's even enough different diversity for there to be minorities in 
the power alliance and minorities outside of it now. Yeah. You know, it's usually they're just all outside of it. But now it's like highs at the top of the kind of game in this moment. Romeo later on, Omer later on. Um, Dre is in a great position. We don't, oh, Marianne's still here. It's just a and, lot of diversity. And this is a big difference. Like I said, I've been binging Survivor. And trust me, it's a lot of Caucasity. And I don't mind the Caucasity. I'm here for the gameplay. But it is nice to see a lot of people who I can personally relate to on a personal level. Like, I can sit here and, like, really relate to their struggles and what they're talking about. Like, it's just beautiful. Yes. Oh, so... um. We see that High is kind of in the center of that situation, and they all are kind of essentially saying Tori got to go, um, Chanel got to no- go, and Marianne got to go. At that moment, the only one of them that isn't safe is Chanel. So it's looking like it's Chanel. High really wants Chanel to go, while Drea really wants Tori to go, but Tori's safe at that moment. So they're kind of just like, mm, well, I guess it's going to be Chanel. So it's looking bad for Chanel. Then. We go to the uh, individual immunity challenge and Rockshoy um, comes back and he has a decision that he had made. The decision was that he wanted to take away the immunity of the people who were immune and give himself and everybody else the new immunity and make those other people unimmune. Anyways, the point is the people who are now vulnerable after Rockshoy makes his hourglass decision is high. Jonathan, Lindsay, Mary Ann, Tori, and Lydia. And let's just break this down really quick. Uh-huh. Because let's just really get into the meat and potatoes uh-huh. by this twist is stupid as fuck. Because they <laughs> win the fucking challenge. First of all, he states over and over again, because you know love, you know Jeff, he loves his moments. The hardest challenge of the season. You're going to put the hardest challenge on the season on the thing that matters the least. So they fight for this merge feast. They fight for this safety. Lydia and Marianne are on the puzzle. Lydia gets sent home this episode. Lydia literally earned that safety for herself. You mm-hmm. said in their faces, you are safe, you are immune, and you are in the merge. And then you literally take it and you flip it so you can create this fake David versus Goliath story that's not real. That's not real. Rox Roy was on Exile Island while being added to the Majority Alliance. It's not the same. You tried to force it like you did last season, and this time it didn't even freaking work. It's just so annoying because these are people who it's just there's nothing fair about giving someone safety, giving someone immunity, giving someone that assurance, mm-hmm. letting them reap the benefits of winning and taking it away. I don't care if I don't care if it's my fave who went home or whatever the fuck. It's it's just it's a dumb, 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 dumb twist. And then you see Tori gets upset with Roxroy because um, you know, she's now vulnerable. She's like, you know, well, we sent you to exile to kind of help you. She tried to gaslight him. Let's like Tori. You tried to gaslight him. No, you was not sending that man out to help him. Stop it. But at the same time, like, this is what further pisses me off about the twist because, I mean, Tori ain't got no damn power in this game. But imagine if she did. Imagine if Tori was the reincarnation of Kim Spradling. Roxbury would be out next round because now he has an enemy over something that you put him in. Mm-hmm. And the gag is, who wouldn't choose that? Safety or not safety? Uh, Safety, like, it's, it, it's common sense. I was saying earlier, like, 
at least have it to where if you smash it, you can replace someone in, in the majority. Mm -hmm. But to make the whole team, it's just it's it's so it's so stupid. It's so stupid. And imagine mm -hmm. the timeline where that happens. He picks Tori and Tori wins. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. But no, Jeff, you wanted to ruin it. You want it to be fucking weird. And you know what? I'm pissed off because Jeff has been, Jeff and others, Jeff and friends, have been on some bullshit in the last couple of Survivor seasons. What the fuck was the edge of extinction? How is somebody allowed to return to the game at top six? And win. And then win? <laughs> I was looking at the voting chart of edge of extinction the other day. It's a nine week blank. That man didn't vote but two times. And this man won. Child, the twists have been not it, Jeff. I don't know if you need to call uh, Tyler Perry again or if you need to call Sia, but it can't be the calls that you've call been us, taking. Jeff. Call, call us. me, Jeff. Please. I, I got a few twists. A few. A good few. A list, even. This man is... It, child! So, the Dumbass Twist Alliance has... <laughs> Russell is evil. Okay, so the, the dumbass twist it has caused the new vulnerable people to be high. Jonathan, Lindsay, Mary Ann, Lydia, and Tori. That is six people that are vulnerable. So those six people are going to play in the individual immunity challenge now. They kind of don't even have time to process the grief of being of walking up in full immune. They got their buff. He told them to give them their buff back. Like he put these niggas through child. You can't even speak up. Torture. Like, I was literally give your buff back. So, as soon as they are unimmune, they have to hop right into a town. That they didn't even come prepared to play. They wasn't even prepared. They probably didn't eat. They was like, you know what? We gonna starve because the other people need to eat. Like, Jeff, he played the fuck out of them. Child, so they play the challenge. After they play the challenge, Tori wins. Queen Tori, mind you, in this situation, according to the majority alliance, it's either Tori or Mary Ann, most likely Tori, because Drea was pushing Tori hard, and nobody was really pushing Mary Ann that hard. It's just like, because oh. <laughs> when Jonathan had a diary room, and he did mention Mary Ann's on the Alts of Our Tribe, in his diary room, he said, I'm saying Mary Ann, because I don't really like Mary Ann, but I mean... I don't really, really want Marianne to necessarily go first. I'm just saying her essentially. So we can clearly see that Taku is the is the strongest tribe. And mm -hmm. I said this in previous videos. Whoever is the strongest, whoever is the most locked in will succeed the most. And it's looking like Taku is the most locked in as a tribe. Mm -hmm. And that could be scary for the other girls. So um, Tori wins immunity. So going back to camp, there's only five people that can be voted. Mary Ann, Jonathan, Lydia, Lindsay, or High. Mind you, two my. of my biggest faves are now in Jeopardy. And another reason why Jeffrey just really pissed me off with this episode, because I didn't want it to be Mary Ann or Lydia. And the fact that it, it came down to Mary Ann or Lydia, mm. like, just... All of my faves was there. I didn't want Jonathan to go. I didn't want her to go. The only one who I was okay with going with was Lindsay, to be honest. Yeah, sister could have went. Ooh, I wish she could have. And her ass name didn't even come the fuck up. I know. I was hoping it did. So, 
going back to tribal, mind you, High is was in the best position. Going back to tribe, to the tribe, High was in the best position at first. So um, he had the initial influence of this vote. And so initially he was like, well, looks like it's Marianne. Um, so High's um, vote like that he wanted to happen was Mary Ann initially. And that was the first discussion. At first people were like, um, it should be Mary Ann. Then we see something interesting. Now, you know, all of these people who used to be, um, not safe are now safe. So what we see is Romeo is having a conversation with Drea. I want to say, I don't even know who he's talking to, but Romeo is having a conversation with someone. And basically he's like, Jonathan can go. <laughs> like, I wasn't safe at first, but now that I'm safe, Jonathan can definitely go. It's funny how it goes, because Romeo has a diary. He's like, yeah, I wasn't safe, and now I'm safe, so Jonathan can go. So and He spread that agenda, and that's what got Miss Lydia caught the fuck up, because she, she was one who drank that Kool-Aid, and she started dropping uh, Jonathan's name. Jonathan's name. So, Romeo started spreading that agenda that agenda got around and as lee said lydia caught on to that agenda um and lydia started spreading that word and mind you they're all supposed to be in the in the big nine well they say eight but basically a nine person the nine alliance the big three from each so the fact that romeo and lydia who are supposed to be in it are like we should go after jonathan it's like mm-hmm. well i thought we had an alliance mm-hmm. basically it's like kind of getting spread that oh jonathan's gonna be a threat and da 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 Lydia has a diary room, and basically Lydia's like, I I feel like I'm a little bit nervous, and if it has to be Jonathan, I know I'm part of this alliance, but if it has to be a Jonathan, I would rather be Jonathan than me. And so we see Lydia talking to Omer, and basically Lydia is like, I mean, it might have to be Jonathan. So Omar has a diary room, and he's like, uh, you know, I don't have a vote this round, so... I'm just going to stand back and I'm just going to listen and just let everything happen. That's my, you know, that's my initial reaction. And then in the diary room, he's like, wait a minute. I can't let Jonathan go home and I can't let Marianne go home either. So what's going to happen? Because they're not going home. They're going to be good. They're not going home because Omar is safe. Omar is safe now. Omar's not at risk. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, wait, 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 wait. Nobody from Taku can go, period. And then you notice the shift because at first it was high. So high created the lines. He was the center of it because it was his mm-hmm. power group. So mm-hmm. when the when the line shifted, now Romeo is pushing his agenda. Omar is pushing mm-hmm. his agenda. And high kind of has to sit back and it's like, well, if y'all keep y'all me yeah. safe, well, if my sister got to go. She might got to go this mm-hmm. time. Um, mm-hmm. and we're going to go deeper into that too because I don't think that was a smart decision. But mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see because Omar clearly – has his own agenda, and I think it came out on top. Mm-hmm. So, basically, Omar is like, look, I have, it, because I'm immune, I have influence. Um, And what I'm going to do is, I'm not going to allow one of my people to go home. So, if it can't be, if it can't be, that's the thing. All of his people are in danger. Omar is the only one who, his entire power structure is in danger, because Lindsay, Marianne, and Jonathan are in danger. They're all names are being said. He has a good relationship with High. Tori's immune. Who else is left but Lydia? But the good thing is Lydia just said Jonathan's name. So what Omar does is he goes, he starts telling people. He starts telling the Ica tribe first because the Ica tribe wasn't Lydia's tribe. He starts telling Ica tribe, look, it might have to be Lydia because 
she's already trying to turn on the big majority alliance that's not even going to stay together. But she's already trying to turn on it. So he's using this, we're in this big majority alliance, and she's turning on it to kind of influence the vote. I think everybody knows that that doesn't really matter. But if, if, if a name is said in Survivor, it's kind of like, well, I mean, that's a reason. And so he gave a reason. Then what I found interesting, he went straight to High and Mike. Oh, yeah. And he said, I don't know, guys. Like, I know these people are threats, but Lydia's already trying to turn on the alliance. Maybe we shouldn't vote out Marianne. We should just yeah. vote out Lydia. And that was, I was shocked. I was like, is this smart for him? I thought it was very but smart. It, it seemed like it was no, he didn't get any, I just thought he was going to get some type of backlash. It, didn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't like that. How I reacted mm -hmm. in a different way, but it was just, mm -hmm. it wasn't like, it didn't seem like he got any backlash or not at all. Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed how he did that because he went to everybody else first. Everybody else kind of agreed to it. Then he went to the two people who would be the most hurt by it and, and was honest that he said it. So if it ever got around that he was saying this, it wouldn't be like, he's going behind her back. They know he was saying this. He said it to them. I thought it was really, really smart. And it, it just, it, it made me like, wow, I want to look at, at Omar like really closely because that was smart to me, in my opinion. So Hi has a diary room after that conversation. And he's looking like a deer in headlights when when um, Omar says this. And know that Hi is really the strongest player that is not immune. But he has a confessional and he's like, I don't want this to happen. I'm going to have to do something about this. So he actually tries mm -hmm. to get it back on Marianne because he doesn't want Jonathan to go because he thinks Jonathan could be his shield. So he's trying to get it back on Marianne. Um, and then we see Omar telling Marianne, you might have to play your idol, girl. Mm -hmm. You honestly. It's dirty. It's dirty. So literally going into the vote, it's like, if <laughs> Jonathan goes, Romeo did it. If Marianne goes, mm -hmm. Ty did it. Mm -hmm. And if Lydia goes, Omer did Omer it. Did it's it. like, who's Period. on top? Who's the top. best guy? The gays are gay. <laughs> who, who's the best guy? Who's the top bitch in charge? Who's the head bitch in charge? <laughs> Oh, literally so okay yes so we literally go into tribal like that we're going to tribal and it's like whoever's target goes home that's who we know is going to get the highest damn score this damn round so we get to the motherfucking vote baby first of all it's i'm gonna just tell y'all lydia go home oh my sister that's uh, massage noir so i'll stand by it first so, of all Y'all, my bitch couldn't even make merge. Like, Jeff is so goddamn annoying. Bring me back to 20, make it 13 people. Because if my fame's going to go home like this, I'm not going to deal with it. Mm -mm. So, uh, Lydia gets voted out with the majority of the votes. The votes are all over the place. I'm going to try to read them if I can find them. Okay. So. Ch Chanel. And Lydia voted Jonathan. Romeo. <sighs> I'm struggling. <laughs> Chanel and Tori voted Jonathan. Romeo and Lydia voted Marianne. Roxroar voted Lindsay. And everybody else voted Lydia. I don't understand. So really, all it does is tell me that Taku is the most solidified tribe, clearly. Taku is the most solidified. Clearly, Chanel and Tori were left out. Going on. Chanel and Tori were left out. It seems like Roxroy was left out, which isn't surprising because they left Roxroy out of another vote previously. Mm -hmm. So it could just be that Chanel, Tori, and Roxroy aren't in the main loop. 
Lydia clearly wasn't in the loop because she wasn't there. What's and interesting? I don't know what, the fuck Romeo was doing. what the fuck was Romeo? That's what I was going to say. It's interesting because what is Romeo was doing? They did keep saying an eight, but no, Rockstar didn't do it. I don't know what the fuck Romeo was doing, but Romeo did not vote with the pe- with with everybody else. He didn't even vote what he was pushing. He was pushing Jonathan. He was pushing Jonathan. So we going to ignore that, but that's what the other girls was doing. So really, it doesn't look like there's any solid structure because literally it was a part of the nine and she went home. Clearly next next episode, it's going to be all over the place anyways. Yeah, so yeah. there's really not much. Next episode, it's just a lot. There's not much figuring out. I guess what they mentioned in the episode was important. So the relationships they mentioned was Mike and Jonathan, that they are bros and that those as bros, they want to stick together, have each other back. They mentioned that it didn't matter this episode. So it's going to matter in the future. I would say, I would say they did mention high wants Jonathan as a shield. I think that's important. They mentioned that Taku kind of wants to stay together. That's important. That was really the main thing. Drea they- and Mike. Dre and Mike wants to stay together and that the amulets, the amulet trio want to stay together. Um, those, I want to say, were the main things that were pushed in this episode. So those are things to look out, kind of visualize it in that way a little bit. But other than that, without further skittle to do, Lee, you got anything else to say before we hop into the ratings? No, girl, let's hop into it. Let's hop uh, into it. So, so cute. It is cute. So, who on, on the, the top? It is a purple tribe. It is a purple tribe. On the top, we have the old tribes or whatever. Before the merge happened, this is how they were rated last week or whatever. Lydia's out. <laughs> My sister. So that's how we rated them last week. We can just quickly see, like, it's interesting. The head honchos of each tribe was the head honchos of the episode. Yeah, period. But we were definitely spot on with that. We were definitely spot on with that. Um, You know what, girl? I'm just going to organize it in order from the highest to the lowest. This is this is what our rankings were going into merge. Going into merge. Overall. This is what our rankings were. <laughs> Sorry, I got to do some shit for it, to, <laughs> for it to happen. Okay, boom. So, this was the order... This was a good order. We are so smart. Anyways, this was the order. Yeah, this is nice. It is nice. Let me get this out of the way. This was the order of how we had the 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 girls in the last before going into merge. So we had Romeo at the top. Um, we had Romeo had the highest average. Um, which which is interesting. Romeo and Omar were tied actually, which mm-hmm. is interesting. I uh I will say Omer went to one less tribal council than yeah. Romeo did, um, and that High did. But it's still I do think definitely if you were in your right mind, you would have put Omer higher, and he would be higher. But clearly, you know. Look, I disagree. I do think Omar is clearly the front runner as of now. I do think he was a really good player. I think Romeo did really good too. Um. But it's just honestly on their tribes with what had occurred. For example, Omar, we only got one tribal. The other two, everybody else, we got two tribals. So it was harder to rate Omar in that situation. But it doesn't matter. What happened was, was we had the girls, uh, well, the gays, at the at the front as they were. And they really proved in this episode that they were the better strategists of this episode. And they were the ones who were making things happen mostly in this episode. Drea was very, very important. I felt like Drea was the fourth best in this episode, um, in my opinion. 
Um, I think Jonathan. I honestly think this order is damn near it, accurate. Yeah, definitely. It gets like honestly, yeah, I do think it is. Yeah, it's th- like literally just look at our order. That's the order of damn near fruition. I would put Marianne higher. She was just in a really bad position. Just a bit higher. Maybe switch Chanel and, and Marianne. Roy. Yes. It, it's it's like it's yeah, like switch Chanel and Marianne, that works. Then that works. Like it's about damn near close. We did a good job. So you can see um the previous one as we rate the current one. So we are going to talk about Lydia as an overall player because our sister is finally out. Mm. What do you think of Lydia? So I definitely do love Lydia, but like I said, I just oh, I, we really didn't get to see that strategic mind that she could have had. Um, it did look like she was getting her footing really, really well. She was in that majority alliance. I do think she sipped the Kool-Aid of Romeo. She started spilling names. It didn't make any sense. Why would you why would you tell Jonathan's name to to Omer? Like, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the tribal lines are a bit blurred, but you just gonna tell him straight to his face like that, girl? Yeah, she got straight to his face like that. Two of his uh old tribe mates. He said she said Marianne and Omer, so it's like yeah, girl, I do have to give her a three based on that alone. Mm-hmm. But it's like that's what sent you home. And yeah. it's like you can say his name, but to the man he's on the tribe with, like yeah. it just girl, that would that was not smart at all. That was not smart yeah. at all. It's bullshit because she's only going home because you know of uh so you know what get my sister get my sister for okay because she's only going home because of that bullshit at like she she won that challenge fair and fucking square mm-hmm. but i do have to dock a point for telling the man his number one ally of the game is, is a danger and you want to go home like girl, he was giving him a reason yeah um lydia went to three tribal councils i don't think she did good in any of the three i'm not gonna lie <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The first it was, one, it was a, it was uphill battle for my sister. She almost went home. The first one, she did not get the social capital. She didn't get the votes. She didn't get the the alliances. The first one, um, and the second one, she was in the majority, but okay. And if she wasn't running. It was always high running. And the third one, high, who was her closest ally, didn't even Damn. save her. And I will say, this is what's interesting. I will say, it seemed like high. Put in a lot of work to earn Lydia's loyalty. According to the epi- the to the edit, we didn't see Lydia necessarily claiming High's loyalty at all. Mm-hmm. We always yeah. saw High saying, "Yeah, Lydia's my girl. I got Lydia." Lydia never put in that energy. So High not saving her. Yes, it was shocking. Honestly, it was shocking. But also, when you think about it, she wasn't. She never stated how hard she was rocking for him. Um, she didn't do much strategy i don't know how to explain it but like what was she gonna do for him other than vote with him a vote is very major but i just feel like she didn't put in enough effort to show that she was anything helpful for his game at all like she didn't if she had put in a little bit i do think i would have probably put in a little bit more he had already put in all this work to stop her from going home but she barely even did anything about that like i don't know so um i'm gonna think my girl uh hmm. i'll give her a 3.5 I will. It doesn't matter because guess what? Lydia's gonna come back for a game changes two, second changes two, two. I don't know about coming two. back. One of those, one of those seasons she's gonna come back and she's gonna win. Point blank in the mother. Period. I think Lydia could come back if they got the merge boot of every season. And that's the only way I You're a mad ass bitch. Continue. hmm So the first person on the list is Chanel. 
Girl, it's bad for Chanel. Chanel, girl. Chanel, so, okay, no, because Chanel, why do you got these bitches pressed down like this? <laughs> I feel so bad for Chanel because my sister is at the booty hole bottom of this freaking trial. Uh, and it's so crazy because I feel like, like, we picked that first in the drafts. Like, we was like, we are rocking with Chanel. And honestly, she hasn't necessarily disappointed me because she's still a very major character of the show. And that's mm-hmm. all I asked for from my faves mm-hmm. to go in and play the game that you need to play. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, girl, like she is going to be fighting from the bottom the rest of the season. But I, I do think it's going to be an interesting arc. And honestly, earlier mm-hmm. while we were talking, I thought of something, right? Mm-hmm. So get this, right? So I just felt like, honestly, the hourglass, you know how the hourglass benefited Erica and she ended up winning? I feel like the season, like, the hourglass really didn't benefit Roxroy. I feel like mm-hmm. it benefited Chanel. Because Chanel was going okay. home. Now, imagine with all this turmoil, all this mess, mm-hmm. she doesn't get targeted, right? And mm-hmm. she still has that perception of, well, she's playing this game hard. She's working these groups hard. She's uh, making these alliances and things like this. Like, we can't trust her perception type. Mm-hmm. And she gets to that end. She wins the game. Can she put out a win like Erica. Like, it's giving, like, I don't know. Could she be the beneficiary of the of that, you know, mm-hmm. of the hourglass? I don't know. It mm-hmm. would be... It would be a beautiful story arc. This, like, I would, I would love to see that for sure. Yeah. But it's definitely going to be an uphill battle. She is really, really low on the totem pole. <laughs> so as of right now, I'm going to have to give her a three. She is two seconds up out the door. I do think that ha- she has some outs. I think her best bet is to link up with Tori, to link up with Mary Ann. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how well that would help her, only for the simple fact that I think Mary Ann is loyal to her tribe first, mm-hmm. and. Tori is an ally until it's time to devote some need Tori needs to stay fucking safe. Because mm-hmm. she will throw your ass under the bus. Um, I think she could try to work with Drea. I think she could I think uh I was saying uh to Pharaoh earlier, like she could go to high, beg for his loyalty, and maybe maybe you know have a duo with him. Mm-hmm. But honestly, he'll probably never trust her the way. Yeah, she would need. It's like it's gonna be hard for her to really get there, but really I do see a, a, a path where she kind of isn't looked at because everybody else is. And if mm-hmm. she could, you know, start making a little bit moves in the end game, maybe she could. She could go out and win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really bad for Chanel. I also think Chanel played this this week, this round very badly. She went in and she's having conversations with Omar, and she didn't even tell Omar. Omar don't got a vote. Omar done found out that he don't got a vote. And he's like, Chanel didn't tell me? What? They were dragging her name through the mud. I was like, Chanel cannot be trusted. Mike was like, fuck that Chanel girl. They were dragging Chanel through the ground, through the dirt, through the bus. She was going home if she did not get that hourglass flipped for her, like Lee said. It was really bad for her. I don't think she even played it right. Like, she, she... One thing that is good is that she's aware she's on the bottom. That's very important because her knowing that she's probably going to be voted next round can help her, you know, do something about it. And she is proven to be active. It's just her activity is not always the best. But even being active in general is good. But I just feel like it was really bad for her. And I feel like it's just such going to be such a hard trek. But I have comp- uh, I have hope in her ability um, to, to possibly do something. 
And with Survivor, I feel like it's such a fluid game. And especially this season. This season already is going to be very fluid, and I know it. So I'm going to give her a three instead of the 2.5 that she probably deserves because of the fluidity of what it is and because of the fact that I think she might be able to wiggle her way to some places. Um, The next is Drea. Drea is in a very good position, in a winner position. If Drea can play her position right, she can win the game because she has an amulet and an amulet uh, coalition, like they have a, a deal. She has her idol and an idol coalition with Mike. She also talks to Mary and about sticking together because they have idols. Um, She already has, and she has an extra vote. She has the most advantages in the game, and she's in a very good position because within this this group that was formed it was formed basically with her being in damn near every conversation every time they showed the conversation it was like hi and her there yeah um, which was yeah, very point which was very interesting because clearly she's one of the most trusted people there was a scene where they they were like showing just social interactions and the scene they chose was drea having a social interaction with some of the some, the people and they were like yeah everyone's just being so social and we see drea <laughs> with the girls so it's giving Drea played this around really, really good. And I also am proud because Drea didn't push a narrative, but what happened was good for Drea. Wasn't bad yeah. for Drea. Her numbers didn't get touched. Her numbers did not get touched. So I feel like it was a good um a good round for her. And I think she's in a good position. And I think even if at this point things shake up, Drea could come out on the other side very good. If someone gets targeted, it might be high before her. It could be Jonathan. They could find out Omar's trying to run shit. Romeo was doing a lot. Tori's still a target. Chanel's still a target. Mary Ann's a target. That's everybody in the cast except Lindsay. And Lindsay can't win. So, honestly, Drea might be in the best position in the cast and might have one of the best strategic, you know, minds because it was interesting. I thought Drea would be more aggressive she mm-hmm. took a back seat and the fact that she took a back seat made me feel like hmm and i and you know what it's interesting because she was kind of taking a back seat to romeo even though she was doing her own thing she allowed romeo to just okay you be the, you make the decision and whether that was purposeful full accidental accidental or whatever it's good because if all of these other people are going to be these major threats andrea is going to be a threat but underneath them that's really, really good. I'm like now that I'm talking it out. No, I see. I see a very, very, very bright path for her in this game. Like I noticed that too. Like it felt, at least that. I guess that's what the edit showed uh, when she first got out there. She was so excited to play. She mm-hmm. seemed like she wanted to come out there and make those big moves. She was kind mm-hmm. of rubbing the people on her tribe the wrong way. I was like, I feel scared for her going to America. Mm-hmm. Like did she keep that energy, and I feel like. She's so like she's just so stoic. Like the way mm-hmm. she like sits at tribal and answer questions and just mm-hmm. speak in conversation. It's very uh it's just like it's just like you can just smell this is a very intelligent woman. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if she's able to get to that final three, she'll be able to explain herself well, be able to detail out her game and pinpoint she will be a great winner. Mm-hmm. Like I really see Drea winning this season. I would <laughs> love for her to do it because it's just I don't know. She just presents herself in this way as just like, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm that. I'm that. My bitch got, my, my girl got three advantages in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, she has some of the best social connections. I feel mm-hmm. like, like Farrell mentioned, I, I, there are so many people who are going to be ahead of her. Now, the only thing is the transparency of, of Survivor could get her in trouble. You know, people do know about the idol. They also mm-hmm. know about the amulet. They also mm-hmm. know about 
uh, because some people even know about the extra vote. So mm-hmm. it's like, if all of this gets out, that could be dangerous. However, as of now, and how I saw her attitude, she is set up really, really well. And if she's able to continue this this very calm and, and just stoic and just very game-centered and focused, you know, mm-hmm. uh, personality going forward, I think she could really, really take it home. So I'm going to give her 6.5. 6.5? Yeah. This is going to be crazy. You were finna gag out of your ass. I'm going to give Dre a 9. Period. I... Period. No, hey. I'm giving a nine. And listen, I was being very, I will say, with Survivor, I like being very hesitant and very middle ground with the ratings because anything. Next episode, Drea could go home. Oh, my God. What I'm trying to do is base it off of, based on this episode, because, baby, we don't know what's going on. They edit the show and everything. Based off this episode, she was a nine. Even, like, her path to the win, if she gets to the win, she's a nine. I'm giving her a nine, and I'm sticking to it. Period. I'm sticking to it. How? That was amazing. How do you feel about high? So, okay, so at the beginning of this episode when he was safe, the safety that he rightfully earned through that Mm -hmm. Jefferson stole, he was doing really, really well. He literally set up an alliance that was perfect for him. He had Omar and Jonathan on one end there trying to come in and work with him. He has the coalition with Lindsay, the Amulet Coalition. And then he also has Drea on the other end with Romeo. So it's like mm-hmm. he was kind of in the center of this power group because he was the safe one, as we saw. So mm-hmm. when that flipped, we saw a different high. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw a high that was kind of like, well, I, I, I'm going to scramble to try to, you know, get what I want, but at the end of the day, it's my safety before anyone. And mm-hmm. I like he did succumb to this. We saw that he did end up eventually going to go. Mm-hmm. And personally, I don't think it was smart. I just feel like someone who was so willing to go to rocks for her, someone who kept going into marriage saying, well, we and Lily are a pair. I don't know you, but millions of players then they go to vote her out. I mean, she's not even on a jury. She can't even mm-hmm. vote for you if you were to get the final three. I mm-hmm. just don't think that's smart, especially in a situation where you don't like Chanel, you want her out, and now you have damn near no numbers. You know, mm-hmm. Drea could still round up Rox and Romeo. Top, uh, uh, Omar has all of his tribe, and you mm-hmm. have Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike has an idol, but you know. I don't know. The positive about High is that clearly his social game is fantastic. I don't mm-hmm. see him being targeted. Um, Lydia going could also be a positive for him. He now has no uh, distinctive pair. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hesitant about him being so honest about it, but now she's gone. So mm-hmm. He's clearly a very game-focused person. He's someone who, when has that power and has that security, is able to make moves. I do mm-hmm. feel like once he's able to find his footing, uh, coming up, he's going to be in a great position. I mm-hmm. don't think I don't really see his name coming up, honestly. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give a six. Okay, I feel like it would be higher, but I don't feel okay with Lydia going home. I do feel like Lydia going home was very bad for him mm-hmm. because in a situation where you have power players like Romeo and Drea kind of mm-hmm. tag teaming it out, keeping their numbers, you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omar literally keeping all of his previous tribes safe. Mm-hmm. You're losing the person when mm-hmm. Chanel don't even like y'all. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's not good. I agree. I think this was a good performance, but a bad a bad outcome for High. I do think he 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 set it up to where Marianne should have been going home. He just didn't account for the fact that Omar wasn't going to let that happen. I think that Lydia going home was kind of like it sucks, and I think it was bad for Omar for High. But it was, he pushed for it to not happen. 
you know, I think Hyde did what he what he needed to do. But when he got vulnerable, you can see how he kind of went in his shell. He was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. you know, it's getting a little sticky for me. But that is when there was only five people eligible to be voted for. Now it's going to be 11 people and he could be immunity and only one person is going to be immune instead of, you know, fucking half the tribe. So I can see in the future him being way more aggressive. I do think it was just a really, really good performance overall, though, if it, if it had went the way that he wanted it to go, Chanel, who was his his nemesis in his eyes, would have went home if it, if the hourglass didn't happen. And I kind of hate that the hourglass happened because, you know, High had set it up to where, you know, that wasn't going to happen, which it kind of shouldn't have. And he would have been Shagood. He would have been with his grandmother. Um, but it did happen. And after it happened, he just let Lydia go like that. And letting Lydia go like that, I don't think was good at all. Um, I do feel like other, other than that, High has a great game sense. The fact that he was having so many conversations with Drea, he had a one-on-one with Romeo. Romeo says he really likes him. He wants to pair up with Jonathan. It seems like Jonathan feels really comfortable with him because Jonathan was telling him information. Drea told them about the extra vote. High got a lot of information because of his social game and his strategic game. I think High High was the one who set up that power structure that could have worked, that clearly didn't work. Um, but he set it up in the first place, which was very interesting. And it showed me that he had a lot of power. He also is the one who set up the targets. The reason that those three people, Tori, Chanel, and Marianne, were going to be targets because High initiated that by saying, well, by the way, in my tribe, Chanel wasn't really liked. He started spreading that. Then Drea was like, well, Tori wasn't really liked in mine. And, you know, he sparked that okay, Chanel's going to be a target now. I want her to go. Tori's going to be a target now, Marion. He he initiated the target. It was really, really good work. It's just, I do not like the outcome at all. Lydia going home, I don't like that for him at all because number Survivor's a numbers game. And he knows that because he sat there and he and he said, I'm not, I'm not going, I mean, I'm going to go to rocks for Lydia. Like, I'm not going to change my vote. Um, and then he let her go. He knew it's a numbers game. I don't know why he did that. I don't think that was smart at all. If High goes home, I'm going to come back and be like, well, you shouldn't have let Lydia go. Every single time, if High ever goes home, if High doesn't win this game, it's going to be because he let Lydia go home. I don't even care. It could literally not be that. He could get idled out. I'm going to still say you should have kept Lydia because I don't think this was good at all. Um, But my ratings are really going to be on the higher side for the higher players. I still think he played this round really, really good, just with a really bad outcome. So I'm going to give him a seven mm-hmm. for that. I'm gonna give him a seven. Period. Okay, Daddy Jonathan. Um, I'll talk about Jonathan real quick. I love Jonathan. Oh god. So going into the merch, I was nervous for Jonathan because I genuinely thought he was going to be such a target. But it's it's clear that his social game is so good that people don't even want to target him. People are like, I kind of want to work with Jonathan. Every and not just high, not just um, everyone is saying this. Mike is saying this. We're getting confessionals from from other people who are saying they want to actually work with Jonathan. And um, the only person who threw out his name was Romeo, and that didn't even stick. He threw it out, and it, it fell to the ground. Like Jonathan clearly has people who want to work with him and who want to protect him in a very good way, including Omar, including High. High said, "I mean, I want the the, the thing to be off Lydia." If he really wanted it to be off Lydia, Jonathan would have been the way to go and it would have worked. And Jonathan could have went home, I think. He didn't even push that. He pushed for Mary Ann instead because he liked Jonathan so much. I really do think Jonathan's social game is, is going to help him out a lot. He can win a lot of immunities. Um, and I think this round was very good for him because him nor Mary Ann went home and they didn't have to play the idol that they have and the extra vote that they have. 
they are pretty, you know, him and Taku are a pretty type group. And Taku all being here is very helpful, especially because Tori isn't liked by Ika and Chanel isn't liked by Fati. So if Taku links up with Tori and Chanel, we're sugar. We're with our sugar grandmother. It's looking really, really good for Jonathan. Um, and I think this was just a really good round for him. I think he can go far. I'm going to give Jonathan a 7.5 just because it would be higher if he had a more strategicness. But I just think his positioning and his social game is so, so good. And he has enough strategic sense to be in a good alliance and to get an alliance and to, you know, set a target, stuff like that. I'm going to give him a 7.5. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I really enjoy Jonathan a lot as well. Like, um, like you mentioned, he has a very, very great social game. Like, it's interesting because all of these people are, like, wanting to use Jonathan, but I truly believe Jonathan's loyalty is probably to Taku Omer. Mm-hmm. So that also puts him in a very great position because these are all people who are wanting to prove their loyalty to him who are going to want to work with him. And he can just be like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then they get sent home and he can get that votes in the end. Literally. Um, the issue is, though, and it happened, and I knew it would, him being targeted as a physical threat. And Romeo started pushing that. Now we mm-hmm. see in the preview, Romeo may get targeted. So, I mean, that could be a benefit to Jonathan very much. So the fact that Omer was able to keep his tribe together and keep the majority basically moving forward, mm-hmm. that is what it's seeming like to me because uh, the other tribes aren't able to stay unified. Omer is going to, I mean, I mean, Jonathan is going to be in a very, very good position for that. I'm down on Jonathan a little bit because mm-hmm. I don't see the strategic ability. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he had to go to Omar was like, hey, Omar, you got to help me here. Omar was like, I'm working for you. I'm working for you. Mm-hmm. Because he really does not have that strategic mindset, but he is really in a great position. I think he has a chance of going on a immunity run. And as of now, he is pretty safe under, mm-hmm. you know, Omar's wing. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to settle on a 6.5 for him. All right. Um, how you feel about Lindsay? Irrelevant ass. Don't say. So, okay. so no, like we really did not get much from Lindsay at all this episode. Uh, uh, and Pharaoh keeps reminding me of the nightmare that she might win because of it. Um, uh, <laughs> like all we know about Lindsay is that she's in the Amulet Coalition because they all got the amulets, mm-hmm. and she's also in the uh, Taku Four. Because mm-hmm. Omar is smart and keeping his numbers together. Mm-hmm. Right now, she's mainly seeming like she's just being, you know, used as a, a number mm-hmm. and a very loyal one at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will is that, say... Is it getting Purple Kelly at it? I don't think so. I think... Oh, it might be. I don't is think so. Because we got a scene from Lindsay. And the one scene we did get of strategy was um, Lydia saying Jonathan's name and Lindsay being like, oh, no, 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 no. So Lindsay was like, I don't think we should really vote Jonathan. We did see Lindsay defending Jonathan and Marianne. We did get one scene of Lindsay defending. So that shows her loyalty to her tribe. So it shows her loyalty to her tribe. That was it, though. So maybe it is. I feel like she's just, you know, she, so I don't know. I I don't know if she's really a part of, going to be a part of the big, big moves. I think she's in a lot of people's shadows as of right now. Mm -hmm. And she's going to have to really, really get herself out of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna settle at a six for Lindsay. I feel like she's she's pretty safe. I don't think anyone's gonna retouch really her for now. I think as the game move forward, I'll definitely be higher up on her because you know, if she is mm-hmm. behind these bigger targets and the game shuts out towards the end, where it's people like her, 
um, who like Ro- uh, Ro- uh, Romeo or Tor- I don't know. You know, she mm-hmm. could be next to some people that she could potentially be. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think I'm also gonna give her a six. I just think it's like it's clear she has like a, a plan. It's clear she wants to go with Taku Strong. This was a good round for Taku. Um, she did get included in that group, even though she wasn't like mainly involved and it wasn't showing at her as a power player in that at all. But she is with the Amulet Coalition. She has good things, nothing negative to really say, and I don't think she'll be targeted. Um, so it's a six, really. Not much else to say. Um, my girl Marianne. <laughs> How you feel about how you feel about Marianne? Because that's your girl. Oh, I love my sister. Like first of all, she's in merge, period, bitch. And she earned <laughs> and she earned her uh, safety with that uh puzzle, that 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 big ass puzzle. Mm-hmm. Put some respect on my sister's name. Her and Lydia, put some respect. So Marianne, yeah. like, she is just a treat. She is going into merge. She will, I will say, be voting for the winner, but she's likely going to win. So, I mean, like, I will say, I'm honestly, I am starting to see more of a path for Mary Ann. I do think her being with who I see is objectively the strongest player in the game right now is very good for her. He's Omar has mentioned how he wants to keep her advantages in the game. So she is just as valuable as those advantages, and they are very, very valuable. Mm-hmm. I think it's very good for her. She does seem to have the ability to be able to go out and make those connections and make those bonds with people. Mm-hmm. Um but my fear for her is that she still is seen as just this early target, someone that we could easily just say, mm, she can go. I mm-hmm. do think, let's say, Taku was able to keep the majority, then it's a different story. Mm-hmm. Because if, let's say, Omar gets knocked out, Jonathan gets knocked out, ooh, who, what are we saying here? She, uses mm-hmm. her, she saves herself. There is definitely a path for her somewhere. And I just, honestly, I don't care if she wins. I just want to see her go on three seats. And I'm seeing <laughs> how she could potentially get there. I don't think she'll necessarily be seen as a threat. The only thing that is kind of threatening is the idol. Mm-hmm. But if it ends up getting used, then it's you. is she at a threat at all anymore? I don't think mm-hmm. so. And I do think eventually it will get used. So, um, a 4.5. I'll give her a 4.5. Okay. Because, like I said, I saw a lot of promise in her gameplay this episode. Like, she definitely, something I wish I saw more for Lydia, which I honestly was hoping to see, like, she came, she got on that beat, she was having a lot of personal conversations, personal mm-hmm. talks, really seeming like someone who can be worked with and can be used moving forward, which is really, mm-hmm. really smart, because she is so, and she, she mentioned that she's aware of what she's doing, too. That mm-hmm. a lot of people come in this game, and they do this, and they're not aware that they're doing it, they're just talking to people. Mm-hmm. She's aware that she's doing it, and she knows where her loyalties lies, because she also mentioned, like, they saying Jonathan, I mean, I don't want to blow him out, but if it's me and him, then he got to go. Mm-hmm. Like, period. And, like, I love that about her. And I just, I want to see her go far. I'm rooting mm-hmm. for her. I really am. I really am. Yeah. It was really interesting because we got a montage of Marion. We got a Marion montage of Marion talking to Mike. Um, them kind of creating a deal. Marianne talking to Drea, them kind of creating a deal. Marianne talking to, to to Tori. It was like a montage of Marianne having conversations and kind of making deals with people. Which Girl, I thought she was going home. Though. I know, but it's interesting they included it and she didn't go home. It's interesting they included that she has these little montage-like Ooh. things. Ooh. Um, I think it's, I don't think it's bad for her because even when it comes to the people who were targeted, let's say that, pe- that group of people stuck together, it's going to be Chanel and Tori before it's Marianne. And at that point, it's for Taku. Taku strong. And then what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, Taku is... Everybody in Taku has an advantage at this point because they they are the, the strongest 
core or whatever. So I do think that's helpful for her. She does have an idol. She does have an extra vote. And I don't think people dislike her. I also think Drea wants to work with the people with idols. And Drea might be a good power player to have on your side. It seems like Mike wants to work with her because Mike had a conversation with her. So if the people with idols are working together and Taku's working together, who working against her? Mm -hmm. So I do think it's really good for Marianne. I really do. I don't think it's a, 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 a scary trajectory. The only scary thing is that she almost got voted out, but that was because there was only five people eligible. Yeah. Oh. And, that's, and that's the thing. And that's the issue with uh, tribes in the first place. Players like Chanel and Tori and Marianne, they don't really have a chance. Mm -hmm. So in this situation, you are still putting them in that scenario where it's only you and a few other people. And a tribe yeah. with 11 people, is Marianne a threat? No. So yeah. that's really great for her right now. And I'm gonna give her a five because of that. I think it's I think it's good for her. I I think there's hope for her. I'm really excited to see the trajectory that Marianne goes, honestly. I can't wait. I can't wait. I think it's gonna be great. Yes. So Mike. Um Mike is interesting. Mike got a lot of interesting segments. He had a segment with Drea. That was seen that seemed very important where they placed it, how they extended it. It did seem important that Drea and Mike are going to work together because they have they have idols and they talked about Marianne a little bit, but the main one was Drea and Mike. That also sparked the big group coming together this episode. Um and that's important because Mike was a part of that. Mike had a conversation with Jonathan that they were sh they were um, sure to show. You know, they really showed that conversation. And that was interesting because if Mike and Jonathan have each other's back, then he has a Taku on his side. He has Drea on his side. I can see Drea going to bat for Mike. I can really see Drea, like, wanting to stick with Mike because Mike seems like someone Drea can beat. I'm not going to lie. And if Drea has to choose someone to go to the end with, she's not going to choose Romeo. I don't think. I think, you know, I can see Mike finding duos all over the place mm -hmm. because he already has high because Lydia's gone. He might have Drea because Drea um, might not want to go with Romeo and he might have Jonathan because Jonathan really seems like he wants to stick with this dude because they have similar past. I like Mike's like options at this point. I also yeah, think this, this was bad for Mike. I don't think Lydia going was good for Mike and Mike's strategic sense is not there. The only reason he has these bonds is because Drea went to him and because Jonathan's big. Like, it wasn't strate strategy behind it, and that's where he's lacking, and that's very important in Survivor. Um, especially, even, like, let's say it's not important. Let's say he gets to the end without it. People are going to want to vote for a strategist. This yeah. is a strategist-filled game. Everyone is a strategist. So Mike making it to the end, it's going to be hard if he's not strategy-oriented. So I do think it's going to be hard for him to win. But I think he's in a really good position. He has an idol. He has allies, it seems like. I don't think people are going to target him. I wouldn't target him. No say. Um, so, honestly, I'm going to have to give him a 6.5 um, because of that. I really do think so. Mm -hmm. I think I think Mike is definitely in that lengthy position to where there's so much other stuff that's going on. Mm -hmm. and, but they are in the majority of it. And when the numbers start moving... Someone like Mike, someone like Lindsay, is someone that people are going to want to go to and pick up. Like you said, those two conversations were definitely mentioned for a reason. And he, like, he set up to where a lot of people are just going to be targets in front of him. Like, mm -hmm. he doesn't seem that threatening. I don't think he's going to be someone looked on as, can he win this game? Um, 
I'm not sure, like you said, I'm not sure if he can win the game either. Uh, the good thing about Mike right now is that he also has the idol, and he also is very close to High. High is mm-hmm. a very smart player. He's a very aware player. He's a very strategic-oriented player. So, like, I'm pretty sure that's going to help him a lot in this game. If the idol needs to be used in a way that's going to benefit him, High will probably direct that. I can see that happening, and that's really good for him. But when it comes down to getting to that final three, how is he going to be able to explain that game, that outwit, that outlast, that outplay mm-hmm. game? Because so far we haven't seen him really being in the power player conversations, the mm-hmm. the the you know pushing the game forward conversation. So I definitely want to see more of that. Um, Lily going home really just was not good for him. He also does not want to work for Chanel. But if he's shown that he's able to make connections outside of that, mm-hmm. so does he even need that? You never know. I think moving forward, I would like to see him in more strategic conversations like i need to see that he is someone who really understands the game and know what it takes to move forward mm-hmm. um but I, I i think he i think he does definitely get the gist of it so i'm gonna give him a six all righty and on to the the all-star of the episode the it girl king uh, how you feeling about omar like, okay, basically, like I said, I manifested. As you can look up, as you can see, I gave Omar the highest score, an eight. And guess what? I'm going to give it to him again. Period. Plus one. A nine. Omar ate this episode down. Like, he would speak when he was ha- – as soon as he had that conversation with Lydia, mm-hmm. and he slipped in his mind, was like, well, now Lydia has to go. The fact that I feel like the fact, well, at least it was edited that way. Mm-hmm. She was the last name to get brought up, and he was able to get the numbers on board to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it clearly shows that he has the main influence of that alliance, and he also has, in that case, the more influence of the tribe because that is the majority alliance. Mm-hmm. He has separate connections with Romeo, he has a separate connection with High, mm-hmm. he has a separate connection with Drea, mm-hmm. and he has his Taku 4, which mm-hmm. is going to be very pivotal moving forward. The mm-hmm. fact that they're going to be a four voting block, most likely for these next few rounds, are definitely going to put them in the power positions. I think it's going to take a lot to break them down. Mm-hmm. And I do think he is best set up to win if they were to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really see any negatives in his game. That's why I kind of have to give him the nod. I don't think he handled anything wrong this week. I mean, I was hesitant when he went to high and told him, hey, we're going to Lydia. But like I said, like none of that came back on him. Mm-hmm. I think he is a I think he's a really, really good player. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's definitely up there with some of the amazing gameplay I've binged while watching recently. Mm -hmm. And I just, I want to see it continue. Like, I really want to see him do more and more and more. And I think he Mm -hmm. can. It's going to be fun because he's not playing with duds. Like, he got people like Drea Mm -hmm. and Romeo and High, who are also really good players, and combating against him. I'm Mm -hmm. giving him a nine for this episode. Do I think he's going to be a consistent nine? No, honestly, because I do think High and Drea Mm-hmm. And even Romeo are gonna have their moments, but mm-hmm. I think he really dominated this episode and he deserves to score, period. Yes, Omar did really, really, really good. I was very impressed. I will say he was a little slow at the beginning. Like at the beginning, when everything was forming, he was just being added in. He wasn't even the one talking to high. It was kind of mm-hmm. Jonathan, Drea, and High and High were the were the talkers for their their trio, which was interesting. Um, and kind of showed some 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 dynamics. Um, but he was still in it. He was still a part of it. But he also it. wasn't safe, though. 
He wasn't safe. And that's the thing. He wasn't safe. And that's why he was approaching it in that manner, which was interesting. Um, but when he became safe, he really, really turned it on. He didn't even have a vote this round. Nobody even knew. He just didn't vote and moved along. His agenda still went through. He still voted out Lydia. He did really, really good, good at taking a reason to vote out Lydia and, and like implementing that to the other people to show like she's not trustworthy. He really flipped it and he he did it so subtly. Um, everyone just did what Omar wanted to do and I don't even think they know it. Omar, I think, can win this game because he's subtle. He's the most subtle power player I have damn near seen. Like the way he did that was so slick and I don't think anybody's going to catch on to it. Even when he has his relationship, his relationships are subtle. It seems like High and Romeo's relationship was more like, you know, uh, uh, in your face. And then when Omar just slipped into that conversation and started talking to them, it's like, ooh, you're here now. You're literally talking to us now. It's like Omar was really just subtly there. He's just behind the scenes. And I think that type of blank type of gameplay can win the season because all the power players are going to get out. They're not going to see Omar. They Omar is a power player, but they're not going to see it till it's too late. I really do think so. I think they're going to be focused on Romeo and High and Tori and Chanel and, 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 and Drea. They're going to be focused on all these other people and Taku 4 is still going to be here and Omar is going to run it and win the game. I really think Omar can win the game because that was amazing. That was really, really good. I'm gonna give him a nine point five, honestly. Ooh, hard. It's hard to get a ten, baby. I, I, I have some edits I have to make because I was looking at the list. I, mm -mm, I don't like this final list. <laughs> can, can we change? I need Drea to be a seven. Okay. And then I need High to be a six point five. All righty. Looking a little too, a little too cute for you. It's looking a little crazy. All righty. So many people, so many people too close together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So, Roxworth. Girl, honestly, I don't even know what to say. No offense, but Roxworth was not in the loop in his tribe. He wasn't even in the loop in this tribe. He doesn't even know what's going on. He was added to this majority lines technically. They kept calling it an eight. I wouldn't be surprised if it was called an eight and not a nine because Roxworth wasn't really in it. Roxworth didn't know about this vote, and I think everyone else did other than Tori, Chanel, and, and Marianne. And if so you're the only one... And Romeo love leaving him out of votes, so... Yes, and it's like, you're one of the only people who were left out of this vote. I don't think anyone really wants to work with Roxworth, and I don't think they necessarily will. And I don't think Roxworth has a strategic mindset to do it. But I will say, I think Roxworth won't be looked at as a target for a while. Um, he might just sit there. The difference between Mike Lindsay and Roxor is that Mike and Lindsay all actually have people wanting to work with them, actually have like a side, actually has a group. I don't think Roxor really has a group. I don't see Drea riding hard for Roxor. Um, she might because she did mention him a lot, but I don't see her riding hard for him because he doesn't really provide much for her. You know what I'm saying? I don't see Romeo riding hard for him either, and Tori don't even like him. So it's like, I don't see it for Roxroy at all. He wasn't a target, and I don't think he's going to be a target, but I don't think he's going to win the game either. Um, and his gameplay just isn't there. Nothing about his gameplay was good this episode. You know, like, uh, he, he, hit the, he, he hit the hourglass. He did. <laughs> I'm going to give him a, a four, and that's generous. I'm yeah, going to give him a 3.5. I fear. So yeah, hard. no real thoughts about Roxworth, honestly. I, I, I like he's safe on the tribe, and I guess that's a plus. But 
he's probably, you know, I, I think he's probably in a situation where he's just going to be a GOAT. I mean, he's definitely very much left out of any situation. Like, he didn't even vote with the group that he is very much attached to, kind of. Like, I do think he's going to be safe because of that power in that group, even though he's not with it. I don't think he's going to be a player that's going to even be able to make any moves because he doesn't have any social capital in the game. He's more worried about Tory when Tory is the least of his concern, especially when he's in the game for a million dollars. Like, you need to be worried about way more. Like, once again, you were left out of the vote and voted the the, the wrong way for the majority. Like, Rock's mm-hmm. just gotta get it together. And it's crazy because I feel like last episode, when, the last season when they did uh, Hourglass, and maybe this is just because Jeff know we hate it now, but they really, really, I feel like made it a very special moment for Erica. It seemed like it really surrounded Erica. Mm-hmm. This didn't feel the same with Rocks. I feel like we got a yeah. nice story from him, a nice moment. But once the eyeglass was hit and, and, and the game shifted, Rocks got left out of it. Like the edit mainly. Mm-hmm. He got sent to exile, nothing. He came back, smashed it, nothing, and then nothing again. It was like, mm-hmm. it was crazy because I feel like. That definitely could have propelled him to become something more, and it just didn't. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm gonna start out of four for him, just because I do think he's safer than some. But there's no real. I don't think there's really any real strategic or social sense at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give him a four. Um, Romeo. Romeo is an interesting one. Um, I feel like. With Romeo, he he started off this episode and he wasn't safe, so he was kind of quiet. But when he got his safety, um, we saw similar similarly to Omer, he was like, "Wait, I want what I want to happen to happen," which was he wanted to target Jonathan. We see that that's not what happened, and that Jonathan did not get targeted, and that's interesting. I also noticed Romeo wasn't the one who was um mainly involved in the nine like i said it was more drea in those conversations and jonathan and high it it seemed like those were the people who were kind of making that and romeo was just included through drea which was interesting romeo did have a conversation with high so he does have a bond with high but other than that we didn't see romeo having those montages we saw we saw so many people in them we saw mike in them we saw mary ann in them we saw um, Lindsay was in them because she has Emily. We saw Drea in them. Like everyone was in these montages, but you know, Tori and Chanel who were on the outs and Romeo wasn't in them. Where was Romeo? You know, he wasn't really in the shits this week. And it didn't seem like his safety was based on himself. When he pushed his agenda, it went nowhere. Even, even Mary Ann was the more likely thing to happen. And Hyde didn't even have safety no more. And that was still more likely for that to happen than Jonathan. That was not going to happen. And the fact that he didn't know that wasn't even going to happen kind of shows something because um, we know that nobody really wants Jonathan out. So for him to even say that, it was like, oh, girl, no one's thinking that. You're the only one thinking that. Like, um, Jonathan is a threat, but Romeo had zero influence when it came to that. That did not catch hard at all. Lydia just said it just because she was like, Mm -hmm. well, it can't be me. Um, she didn't even want to do it. She was like, well, I'm in this alliance with Jonathan, but I mean, I don't want it to be me. So it's like, it, it wasn't, that wasn't good, but it's, it's, we know he has a strategic sense and mm-hmm. we know that of the people, this episode who had any influence, he was one of them. He did have the influence. It wasn't Dre who said the name it was him. I just feel like when it comes to the social part, I don't see it. According to this episode, all I saw was the high relationship. And I know he's close with Drea. Um, 
And that was it. But both of those are power. Those are players who are okay with not being loyal, I I really feel. Drea wanted to go with Tori and Swati, if you remember. Yeah. Like, Drea is not the loyalist person. Hi, just let Lydia go. You, your relationships are with two people who aren't the most loyal. So I'm not, I'm nervous about Romeo. Plus I saw the previews. Yeah. Like, so I don't know, but he did. It was a, it was a good episode because he did get what he wanted. Um, no one on his side got voted out. Lydia got voted out, which he didn't get what he wanted, but he oh, did. He I mean, did. That's because the hourglass though. They were all safe. Cause the hourglass yeah. So I'm going to give him a, a I'm gonna give him a six point five. Mm-hmm. I am. He doesn't have. I know he doesn't have an advantage or anything. And he he was a part of the situation, but he was less embedded than some of these people. Even people like Lindsay has the amulet to to help her have allies. Mike has the idol to help him have those allies. Romeo doesn't really have anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's smart and he's a strategic player, and I still have hope for him in the game. But We'll see. We will see. And and this is like honestly, like for me, it's like I'm really disappointed at, uh, at Romeo. Like at first, I didn't see it for him, and then I started seeing it for him, mm-hmm. and I don't see it for him again. Like honestly, like this is kind of Romeo I thought I would kind of see uh, prior to the season. I think he was mm-hmm. obviously able to get himself in a good position on the small tribe, but I think on a bigger tribe, he really mm-hmm. isn't able to find his footing um, as clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it was very clear that it's going to be Romeo versus Omer versus uh, High in the merge. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just very clear that Romeo just falls to the bottom of that three. I think it's just mm-hmm. very, it, it's very evident that obviously when there are other power players in the room, he kind of takes the back seat. I think Drea lapped him this episode strategically mm-hmm. wise and definitely socially wise. Like you mentioned, we didn't get any of those montages. We don't have any idea who he's close with outside of Drea. And we saw in the mm-hmm. preview Drea ready to sell his ass down the road, but apparently, unless that Reddit is different. Personally, and I have no idea because the episode has not been shown to us yet, but I don't think Drea's going to let him go. If she does, her score will also be going lower because there is no point on you to be letting your closest <laughs> ally this early in the merge. But it's just very clear that he is not able to position himself in a very in a safe position moving forward. And that's mm-hmm. really dangerous for a game of Survivor. Because once your name get out there, it's over. Mm-hmm. He's a strategic player. But my thing about him is that if you don't have that social capital, does it matter? It mm-hmm. doesn't. So I'm going to need to see way more work from him. Maybe mm-hmm. stop outcasting Tori and talk to her. The guy gives, though, he does Ooh. talk to Tori a lot. He does. He had a moment with Tori. So maybe he can rally outsiders. I do think... Mm-hmm. He sees someone, if his name gets said, he's going to rally. He's yeah. going to cry and put out his influence. We'll really get to see him shine. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's not over for him at all. But mm-hmm. he's going to have to, you know, I think on Ica, it was cute. That was winning for a minute. It was mm-hmm. a really easy dynamic. He was mm-hmm. able to make it eat. But on this merge, it's a lot going on. And he really has to figure out where he fits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give him a six. All righty. Lastly is, but not least, is Tori. How you feel about Tori? So the girls hate Tori. Um, I really don't know why. Uh, I haven't tried to get into the look into it, but I don't hate Tori based on Survivor. I'm only based on Survivor. <laughs> I'm laying it on out. Based on what I've seen from the show, I'll research later what she's doing. I love Tori. I'm sorry. She's been eating it. I mean, the fact that she was going to go home and won immunity, I love that. I love that anytime mm-hmm. someone 
name is getting thrown out there, that friend to go home, and they win immunity on your asses. I just mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. egg on your face. Like boom, mm-hmm. exactly. It shouldn't be saying the bitch's name. Not boom. Um, I I just like I just feel like she definitely has no path in this game. She's definitely just not gonna freaking win. Mm-hmm. I do think if this if that eight nine that big group you know collides on itself keep colliding on itself maybe players like her and chanel can make it out alive you know i mm-hmm. do think just like chanel her smartest player is going to be teaming up with chanel mm-hmm. they need to team up get together and try to work something out from the bottom um because as of right now i don't think anyone's going to want to work with her like mm-hmm. her tribe threw her under the mud and she didn't really help herself with that uh, display at the reward i mean mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like people who just kind of air out everyone's dirty secrets. Like, it's not, it wasn't the best look, because not everyone mm-hmm. is looking to work with someone like that. Exactly. Um, she had a really, really tough world ahead of her, but, you know, she wanted me to do this episode. So, based on my law, I'm going to give her a 3.5. Alrighty. I am also going to give her a 3.5. I feel like it's, it's, for example, I'm comparing her to Chanel. One, she won immunity, and two, High has more influence than drea or romeo so it's it's worse for chanel than tori because i think with chanel if high if high says chanel is going it's gonna be bad for chanel yeah if if drea or romeo say tori's going i can see high being like "Mm," or chanel going and then chanel going you know, I see I, basically the people against Tori are less influential than mm-hmm. the people against Chanel or the people who might be against someone else, honestly. And Romeo doesn't necessarily, I don't think, want Tori to go the way Drea does. And Drea is not that much of a pusher, as you see. So it might not be too bad for her, um, honestly. But she just, the way she plays is, like you said, people probably don't want to work with her. Anyways, she's still at the bottom. I think it's still going to be an uphill battle. Her personality kind of make, puts people off. Rockstar still don't like her. Andrea doesn't like her. So they're still going to be pushing that narrative every damn week, especially Rockstar. Um, That's not good for her. It's good that she can win immunity, but that's it. So it's going to be a 3.5. Um, that was a... That was our longest little survivor video. That's only because it was a two-hour episode. It won't be this long in the future. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Let me put them in order. Whew. Okay. Did it work? It worked. So this is them in order. This is a really accurate list of contingent. It is. Um, we have Omar at the front. With a, he has a high score. That's the high score we've given in any rating history so far. Um, he did he good. He for that episode, though. He does. Only two Omar. people scores. Everyone else is different. I know. So, Omar is at the same, at, at the front. Then we have Drea, who's in second place. Um, then we have Jonathan. Then we have High under Jonathan. I think High's only under Jonathan because High let Lydia go, which is not good. And Jonathan. Yeah. Um, then we have Mike. Mike is pretty, Mike and Romeo are tied. I can switch, I can see switching Romeo and putting him a little bit above Mike. You know, Romeo has a little bit better sense. Then we have Lindsay in the middle. And then we have Marianne, who's looking bad, Rock Schwartz and Tori and Chanel. This is a really good list. The only thing is Romeo and Mike switch, but they have the exact same score. Both have a 6.25. So I think it's about what? I think it's about right. Uh-huh. 
her. Very cute. Um, lastly, we can look at our drafts. Where I'm losing. Oh, losing bad. I have I'm still only got like two people. That's crazy. Yeah. I have four people left. Lee has only lost two people. My four people are literally the three gays, which are running the game. So Homer, High, and Romeo. So that is good for me. And I have Chanel. And Chanel could be a sneak win. I could see Chanel being a sneak win. Like like you said, Chanel has a good story if she does mm-hmm. win. And then, girl, you got everybody else. So, child. Yeah, it looks like it knows. I don't know. That's that on that. This was a fun one. This was fun. This was a long episode. Woo. Um, long episode, child. Child. So, thank you guys for watching. Check us out next week where we'll be covering the next episode of Survivor 42. Also, check out um, our BB Canada um, podcast, our X on the Beach podcast, and we'll be covering other reality TV shows coming soon. Make sure you follow us at T Reality Kingdom to keep up with all of the things we will be doing or whatever.